This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. It's nail-biting time for Yankee fans. Is Gordon Damer with us? We'll find out next on ESPN New York Tonight. At 1-800-919-3776 and also on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM along with Jake the Snake and JP. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon? Larry, I am here against maybe my better judgment. I have uh, I've switched rooms. I've gone away from the Good Mojo TV that didn't feel like Good Mojo TV a little earlier, but of course the home runs, the lead, and we're hoping we can hang on here and uh, get up a very big win for the New York Yankees as they uh, lead the Blue Jays five two, bottom eight, four outs away. Now, I understand. If you have to leave. Yes, there is that possibility. I will yes, leave that door open. <laughs> at any, at any and I'll given tell moment. you right now, if another <laughs> runner gets on, Larry, you'll be talking to the listeners and the callers, but not me. And that might, that might save both our jobs. Yeah, that might. I might need to get away from the microphone. <laughs> but let's not, talk, let's not think negatively. Let's nope. talk positively, Gordon. Absolutely. And listen, you know what? Robbie Ray did what Garrett Cole did for the Yankees last night. This is the ace of the staff. This is the guy that people are talking about, Cy Young. He was given credit, gave up the home, early home run to Judge, settled down, retired, what, 12, 13 in a row? Absolutely. And then Rizzo has possibly his Yankee moment, Gordon. Yeah, huge home run for him to get that game tied after the way that um, Vlad's ball. At see, I, I mean, does that defy physics or science? I, I'm not an expert on either, but I don't see how he hits that ball that hard. It hits off the top of the wall and comes back onto the field. The I curse thought, of Bronxy. Yeah, maybe. Maybe <laughs> that, that turtle's got some, some magic in its shell or something because – I didn't see how that was even humanly possible. I figured, oh, they're going to look at it. It's going to be a home run. It's just a, an optical illusion. But at that point, I felt like that was big. The difference between 2-1 there and 3-1 there. 2-1, I felt mm. okay. You know, we should be able to, to get another run, get into the Jays' bullpen. But 3-1 there, who knows? And then the Yankees' bats, after being silenced by Robbie Ray, who was still going to be the American League Cy Young. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't care uh, how bad it was tonight. And it was bad. I mean, this is a huge – as much as the Yankees need this game, the Blue Jays need this game. Yeah. And to have their ace on the mound, a 2-1 lead, and uh, the Yankees' bats come alive, Rizzo, Judge, and Torres. I mean, that is absolutely huge. So 5-2, it feels pretty good, but uh, I'll feel a lot better four outs from now. Well, of course you would. And But get this. How about those O's, huh? I mean, that's incredible. Uh, we were hammering the Yankees for losing to the Orioles the way they everybody else in the division gets the job done against the Orioles. That's the difference between you and the other teams. And for Baltimore, I, you know, it's not such surprising to me that the Orioles scored some runs. It's it's shocking to me that they shut down the, the, the Red Sox bats. Yeah. Yep. Because yep. they don't have any good pitching. I mean, that's, that is a real indictment of the Red Sox. And if that, I mean, they won't have to look far. If they don't make the playoffs and their path is getting a little tougher to, to yeah. decipher, right? Yeah. See, and they keep bringing Seattle into this mix. They Absolutely, won't let Seattle right? leave. I mean, you know, the guy you pitching put Seattle for the Orioles tonight came into the game, I think, with an ERA of seven. <laughs> Alexander Wells. Mm. No I relation mean, to David, obviously. No, none. <laughs> Not with a 7 ERA. No, not with a 7 ERA. But, uh, yeah, so, look, things uh, – the Yankees have gotten up off the mat. Hit some. This is what they're supposed to do. This is the way you draw yep. it up. Hit a bunch of home runs and, and shut the door with the bullpen. So, you get this win tonight. I know Michael was talking on his show before the game today that uh, – not to speak uh, hyperbolically, but that mm-hmm. it, this might be the, the playoffs or bust right here. I mean, you don't yeah. win this game, but – 
I don't think that anybody could have expected the Red Sox to lose. And I, I'll say this. I think if the Yankees win this game, I do think that they will be in the playoffs. I mean, and not only did the Red Sox lose once, they lost two of three. Two of three after the weekend they had, right? Getting swept by the Yankees, you figure, oh, they got to get all. I mean, at least the one good thing is we're going up against the <laughs> the 50 and 101 <laughs> or whatever they are, Baltimore yeah. Orioles. And the Orioles take two of three against you. That is that is just uh, – and I'm just looking at the box score tonight. They were Red Sox 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And, and, wow. But you know what? It speaks to pressure, right? And that's what LaGreca was talking about. He's been talking about the all week on the K show with he and, Le- he and uh, Rosenberg. And he said, I don't know if the Red Sox are made for this. They've got veterans on there, but these veterans have not performed in big spots recently. And the same thing, of course, this young team here – with Toronto, and of course, this is not over yet, and I think they're a better offensive team than oh, yeah, what the clearly. Red Sox are. Yep. But I'm just led by the Vladi Dottie. Um, but I'm just saying, Gordon, for for them to to lose two of three oh. to to Baltimore at this point in time, oh, that it, would make you, you know, sick. That would make you absolutely sick. You won't get I, through the winter that way. I mean, if I'm a manager, I'm a little concerned about my job, Gordon. I know yeah. that they played well. I know. I get it. I know this was, you know, a lot of people didn't expect them to be there and everything. But still, that that that's an indictment here. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. I don't, like you say, we don't know what the managers do. But right. I'm saying right now, Gordon, you, in a big moment, playoff implications, you cannot lose two out of three to the Baltimore Orioles. No. And look, it's Alex Cora. They just got him back. They're not going to get rid of him. But, uh, yeah, that's not – it's not a great look. for. I mean, you, you get swept at home by the Yankees. You get outmanaged by Aaron Boone in that Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then you follow that up by losing two or three to the Orioles with less than a week to go in the season. Yeah. And everybody's every, – and the walls are closing in around you. Yeah. That's not one you're putting on the resume. Let's put it that way. Sure could use an Apple iPad right about now. <laughs> a couple of iWatches, right? A couple of Apple Watches out in the field, something. Really could have used one yeah. of those right now. Boy, yeah. you really could. So the message from the watch is don't throw something to Stanton here, whatever you do. <laughs> thanks, Skip. Exactly. Yeah, thanks. Chad Green's gets out of the inning, so the Yankees come up now in the ninth. Yeah, listen, Gordon, you know what? A couple of extra runs would be nice, right? A little insurance, a little tackle a little, action. A little insurance. I, I, don't, I don't have a lot of confidence that the Yankees are going to get any insurance here. It just feels like that this is going to be nail-biting time the whole way with Chapman. Mm-hmm. But, um, look, got to get it done, man. Three. This is like a Aaron Boone won't say it after the game. This is essentially a playoff game. Yeah, it you is. Gotta, you got your 5-2 lead against the team or one of the teams that's chasing you. You're closer on the mound, on the road three games after today to play the other teams uh, that the Red Sox have lost. You can hand the, or the, uh, the Blue Jays a loss here. This is a, this is a playoff game. You have to get this done. Now for the good of the show. Yeah. I tried to watch a little bit of Jaguars Bengals because I knew you were locked in. Right. Well, you know what? In, in the commercials, I would take a quick look, but it would only be a play or two. And then I was back. You know right. what I mean? Like I knew, I know what the commercial breaks are. I will Mm -hmm. say this about the Jaguars. As bad as they are and as much of a joke as they are, and they are they are, I think, with with Meyer one of the punchlines of the NFL, the way that that whole thing has gone with Urban Meyer so far. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They looked a whole more a whole lot more like, hey, that's a professional football team playing than the Jets have at really any point this year. Well, what they've done is and of course, Jeff fans will remember Brian Schottenheimer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what they've done is they put Trevor Lawrence on the move. Yeah, had some, had some. He was running a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, rolled him out some, had a lot of uh, some RPOs, kept him moving, and then he had some connections. They were able to run the football early. So uh, yeah, they look pretty good. As a matter of fact, listen, Cincinnati came out looking pretty good too when they started. So it, it was interesting to see. Gordon teams go up and down the field. Hadn't seen a lot of that <laughs> watching New York football this year. Yeah, maybe it is the 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 after effects of watching the Jets and Giants every week. But I, I mean, look, it's Bengals Jaguars. It's not a it's not a featured matchup. I don't care what they tell you about the number one picks the last two years. That's not a matchup that you're going to be saying, "Oh, I can't wait to watch Bengals Jaguars." But after watching the Jets and Giants, I found it I, again in small doses. 
mm-hmm. I could watch it. It was I didn't I wasn't rolling my eyes like oh my god here we go. oh what was that oh what, is it, what are they doing here like I do during Jets and Giants games different speed uh, different yeah. speed different tempo uh, it, it's just a faster game it, 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 it was amazing and one of the other things that they did and you know, they're probably gonna get some you know pushback on it a little bit they went forward on fourth down which I get listen Jackson we're going fourth down fourth and goal yeah go for it right. <laughs> you're on three what, what are you what are you trying to prove exactly and you know they stopped Trevor Lawrence on the keeper so you want okay maybe you you could have given to your running back I understand you've been successful with it even Troy Aikman said you don't want your quarterback to be taking those type hits uh, so maybe that, maybe the, the the type of play, not the decision, but the play call could have been better. But listen, Jacksonville looks pretty good uh, offensively and defensively. They're not great, Gordon, but they made some plays. Yeah. So that's I, why they're leading fourteen seven in the third. I, I mean, that has to make Jet fans. If they hold on to that and win, then you'll have four game. Uh, four, excuse me, four teams that are still winless. Now, look, there's a long way to go. Jaguars could certainly blow it. But then you'd have mm-hmm. only four teams left. One of them is the Jets. Half of the winless teams in the NFL will take place, will, will reside in, in, in Jersey, you know, basically. New York teams, the Jets and the Giants, the local football teams. Half of the teams that have no wins. I mean, and this week, this Sunday, in the New York area, who has a better chance to lose the O? Is it Jets or is it Giants? Man, I, I, I <laughs> promo code Gordon. Yeah, I mean that is <laughs> that is the sixty. What was it? The sixty-four thousand dollar question. The yeah, show? Uh-huh. yeah, that's the sixty-four thousand. I might be worth more than that with inflation. I mean, that's it's hard to find those. Win- I mean, if you're not getting them this week, and it seems like the Titans are backed uh, banged up. Both yeah. the receivers are banged up. Mm-hmm. The defense we've highlighted is not very good. So you should be at least able. I'm just looking for some progress, man. Yeah, I'm just looking, yeah. I, I don't even ask you for a win. I'm just looking for, like, can we look like we know what we're doing? Yeah. I hear you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm very curious. And, of course, they're both at 1 o'clock. So we'll be switching. You know, we're going to have the two TVs. We're going to have to be, right. you know, trying to figure out what's going on. But I will say this. Uh, the Giants defense having to figure out Sean Payton that's a tough chore the way they've been playing, Gordon. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah. Well, look, That's a tough they, chore. Their, their passing offense has really struggled the Saints, but I'm sure they're looking at, at the, the Giants saying, well, this is our day to get right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like they're doing a whole lot else. So, um, I, 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 again, I said it, it. If the Giants don't win this week, it becomes very difficult. I, I mean, think about think about when the season started for the Giants, right? 0-1. And then they lose the second week, 0-2, the way they lost. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the focus was really on Joe Judge at no. that point, right? No. no. One more loss, and now all the focus is on Joe Judge. So if I would have asked you coming into the year, hey, is there any way that by the end of this season Joe Judge is not back next year? You said, oh, no, of course not. That's ridiculous. He had a decent year first year mm-hmm. under very difficult circumstances. The Giants are going to be maybe a little bit better this year. After week two, no, I don't think so. It would really have to blow up. After week, th- I mean, it's like a snowball rolling yeah. downhill, right? Yep. I mean, it's picking up speed pretty quick. If they drop to 0-4, everybody is going to be on notice, man. You'd have to be. And with all the talk surrounding Jason Garrett this week, it's going to be a lot of pressure on Joe Judge to make a move. Right. It's going to be a lot of pressure on him. And, and remember, Garrett's there because Joe Judge has no – you know, head coaching experience. And Garrett's there not only for his offense, but because he was a former head coach. But so think now what it. do you do? Right. Like, think. I think we're all kind of resigned to the fact of after this season, unless something shockingly turns around and the Giants start winning some games that we cannot envision at this moment in time, David Gettleman's not going to be here, right? So no, the Giants I, I are going to have to go out and get a new GM. Yep. A GM that did not hire Joe Judge. And if this is a five-win team, and it's been the way it's been here, whatever the record will be after this year. I mean, it's been, I mean, they've been the worst team in football the last five years. Mm-hmm. Imagine being that new GM coming in and saying, wait a second, I got a coach who doesn't call the offensive plays. <laughs> I have a coach who doesn't call the defensive plays. Mm-hmm. The team's terrible. They commit all these penalties. They can't get out of their own way. He can't win a challenge. I mean, he's yeah, I know. half the time he's <laughs> challenging things you can't even challenge. <laughs> 
Yeah, like what, what 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 is your role here exactly? So yeah, I think I mean as these losses stack up, how would you if you're a new GM coming in, I think you have to be a guy who's saying, you know what, we this has to be a total this is like back up the truck kind of thing. Like we have to get rid of a lot of people here. And I'm not sure that the uh, if I'm a new GM coming in the door, I'm not sure that the coach is the one that I'm I'm sticking my neck out for, at least not right now. Mm-hmm. Uh Gordon? Yeah. I think you're going to Do we smile. got an extra run here? Yes, you do. Oh, hi, Larry, have I ever told you how much I love Brett Gardner? Gutty, Constantly. gritty, <laughs> veteran Brett Gardner. Especially during July and August. Oh, <laughs> baby. You, you know, other people were talking about how little production the Yankees got in center field this year. Not me, Not Larry. <laughs> <laughs> I was the guy coming up with those stats. You're begging the guard. Yeah. You're begging hey. the Brett guard the drum. Look, Keep him out there. I, 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 it's very simple. Produce. I love you. That's Anybody it. that produces, I love them. That's it. Very so simple. Brett Gar- I mean, that's a bit. That's another big run. That's Chapman, it. Chapman saying, "Man, I don't even think I can blow this one." So <laughs> no, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> easy. He might easy. not get the chance. If the bases are loaded, he's not getting to pitch to another batter. I'll tell you no, that. No, that's right for now. sure. That is for sure. Right. You you got that right. It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Yankees going to the bottom of the ninth, leading Toronto 6-2. Hey, Gordon, I'm, let, let's, I'm going to take the uh, audience behind the scenes. Let's lift the curtains a bit. Okay. Okay, Jake, let's share the conversation we just had with Gordon. What did you tell me about Pete Alonso? Well, I let you know that Pete Alonso hit a home run off of position player Sandy Leone, and what was your response? Tell them what my response was. The Mets are playing tonight? <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I, Gordon, I totally forgot about them. I've been, I've been locked of into course. football and the Yankees. Right. I, right. And the football, can't, again, it's not, it, it's not you know, the, 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 the Patriots and the Bucks Sunday no. night affair. It's Jaguars, no. Bengals. <laughs> you know. And you're more focused on that than you are on the Mets at this point. No, I mean, look. If I didn't know that the Mets played the Marlins last night, I wouldn't even be able to tell you who they were playing. Like, I, Gordon, if, and here's how I feel, Gordon. Wait for the Mets to step up in the big spot against the Marlins. Twelve big runs when when they were when they needed to beat the Marlins, they couldn't score more than two. Right? Yeah, I know. Oh, don't, oh I'm done. God. I'm done. Oh. I'm done with this team. Done. Let's go to the phones. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Spike is in St. Pete. He's up first on ESPN. Hey, Spike. Hey, boys. Remember, uh, well, you're too, you guys are too young, and I'm not putting a whammy on anything. You guys know me really well. Uh-oh. But my my well, my favorite singer in, in the 50s, she died very young, was Diana Washington, and she made a song called What a Difference a Day Makes. Now, it could, be applicable, to both, yeah, it could be applicable to anything, you know. Yep. But uh, And I give, uh, boy, I'll tell you, I made a lot of friends on this radio station, the callers and uh, hosts, and I'm proud of it. But Michael, man... Oof. He said it. How many times did Michael and you guys take take in that show as much as you can? If they hit home runs, they'll win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll see. We'll see. We've got to get through three outs, but we'll see. And one one more thing, but now I want to talk about the game. Sure. Uh, you know, you make friends and you, you know you, you move whatever. But uh, Boone has been really wonderfully kind to me, receiving our friendship. And um, I'm with my uh, wife going into the pharmacy. You know, I have some stuff going on. And uh, my, my wife and I are the same exact way, like Buddha is. So, yeah, I never met the guy, but I love the guy. And and he does, my wife says, there's this vagrant type of guy, you know, and we always say, what do you need? He looks like he hasn't eaten rolls by him. Just whatever, a, a soda, a cup of coffee. And, and uh, I said, let me get him two today after what Buddha said last night. Mm. It, it was very heartfelt. And uh, we're in the toy store. And there are good people in this world, plenty of good people. So I thank you, Buddha. So here we go. They have this adage, they're playing Baltimore, they're playing Washington, they're playing another bottom feeder, and that's three in a row. Come on, Larry, Gordon, that don't work. We've been around too long, especially me. It just doesn't work that way. I told Jake, who's a youngster, 27, 28, he's a youngster. You can't figure these games. You know, I told you too, Gordon, on a Saturday show, Baltimore may have the worst pitching staff, but they got a lot of guys that can hit home runs. They just do, you know, and uh, yeah, we'll see they, how this all works. That was out, the surprising but, uh, thing is that they shut down the. I mean, their their pitching shut down. I mean, the Red Sox scored two runs tonight. 
against the Orioles in like a game that they need, and they couldn't score more than two runs. That's shocking. But the, the, it is shocking, Gordon, but, but we're, we're assuming there's so much inventory in baseball. And, and someone called the other day or yesterday, I listened so much and said something. He said they're going to win one game. He says, look, they're 51 wins and so many losses, the complimentary number. I'm thinking they'll win one of these three games. I thought they'd been playing all year. You just never, never know. And, and, and my next to last comment will be, I'll go back to the Hershiser comment we talked about a few weeks ago. You can play great all year and then crap in your pants uh, uh, in the playoffs. So let's get this one in the bank, and uh, and we'll see what happens. I never thought they were out of this game, and last night was a tough one. The Yankees have had some of the most excruciating losses yeah. this year, and uh, let's just keep moving forward. So my last comment will be this. It, it, it's it's You guys are not on tomorrow night according to the schedule. Is that correct? Yes. At least not so far. Oh, not yet. <laughs> oh, 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 well, hey, listen, you never know. More, you can, never know. Uh, you well, have to I, tune in to find well, out. Wherever you guys, yeah. Well, listen, I will. Uh, I will be in touch, and let's see. And Larry, that's uh, so genuine of you. I got such a kick out. You didn't even know the Mets. That, no, I'm done. That's really getting disengaged. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Have I'm a good done. night, boys. All right. Thanks, Spike. Spike. Yeah, I'm done. Wake, wake me when the new GM comes in with the baseball ops guy, so we can figure out what we're doing with this team right now. What what they're doing right now, Gordon, doesn't mean a thing to me. No, no. It's. I mean, look, this is. It's it's one thing in a football season. It's one thing even in a basketball season. Like, you know, you're going to miss your team and and it's been a long year. Baseball, you've had your fill by this point. You know what I mean? Like, especially the second half, there's no there's no charming stories with this group. There's no special moments with this group. It's been over for a while. It's over now. So I don't blame you for 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 checking out. I mean, it would be – I would be worried about you if you were still looking at it, right? Like with everything else going on. You're like, yeah, let me take a look at the Mets. The Mets, come on. No. That, that, your reaction to it is, I think, the one that most people would have. I mean, I didn't even drop in. I didn't even know they were – this is no. – but Gordon, to not know they're playing? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you don't have to find out if it's a Channel 11 affair, no, if, it's a, if it's an SNY affair. Yeah, no. Amazon Prime? I right. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can put it on Hulu right now. You don't have to check it. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, Jake, for letting me know, you know, about uh, Pete Alonzo. You know, I look, love Pete Alonzo. He's he's the uh he's where we're building around, but um maybe next year. Hardestine Damer. On 98.7 ESPN till midnight, taking your calls at 1-800-919-3776. So, Gordon, you're in out of the way. Yep. And I'll come back to this in a second, but all the things you were talking about with the Giants and mm-hmm. the new GM and everything, Yeah. here's the one caveat to that whole thing. Are the Maras and the Tishes going to make that move? Gordon, this has been a franchise that has been overly loyal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and absolutely has, and really does not like to make a lot of change no i mean i mean how many you know we talk about how many uh head coaches the steelers have had how many general managers have the giants had over the past 20 years what three Two? right yeah no not many <laughs> well I, I will say this i think what has happened at this point and if it hasn't happened by this point well dear god you have to wonder if it'll ever happen john mara has to say to himself the way we've been doing business is clearly not the way we have to do it. You can't keep making the same mistake over and over again. And when they mm-hmm. went out and they brought in Gettleman, they didn't really have a search. They knew everyone knew he was a guy that worked in the organization. He had success with the Panther. He was going to be the guy. So even if they say that they went out and looked around, everybody knew that that was going to be the guy they hired because they had the relationship and all that this time if and when it does come down that they got to search again there can't be any preconceived notions anymore I almost think that they have to go out and have someone a hiring firm or someone because their judgment at this point can't be trusted they've gotten too many things wrong here in in too short a period of time and I do think that when Gettleman came on board, part of the comfort was that the, the ownership wanted to have one more hurrah for Eli Manning. 
mm-hmm. and that kind of put him in a hole, and, and maybe that kind of tipped the hand and towards a, you know, we'll bring in a dynamic running back with the second pick in the draft rather yep. than doing the complete teardown. They can't make that mistake again. If this, is, if this is the way they go down, if this is the road they're going to go down, they have to start completely fresh and almost not even trust their own judgment in some ways and bring in some outside voices to kind of tell them the way it really is rather than, hey, you know, we just need a tweak. We just need a little thing here or a little thing there. Um, they need, at this point, this organization over the last five years, I mean, they're the worst, te- they're the worst organization in football. They're not a tweak away. I think they have to really kind of go back to kind of ground zero. I'm not saying they got to blow up the entire team, but I do mm-hmm. think that they got to change their approach in, in terms of finding who's the next person to lead the organization. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, and, and it's just amazing to – it's amazing to think of this. The Super Bowls seem like forever ago, Gordon. Oh, my God. And they're not – I mean, it's not that long ago. It's no. 10 years ago, right? Yeah, it doesn't uh, seem uh, 2011. Seems like forever. I know. It seems – I mean, well, I mean, the last five years, it's like dog years. Yeah. I mean, the seasons are over before they even begin. It's true. <laughs> it's really true. They have been. Louis Riddick was on um, with DPHR and Rothenberg this morning, and he had some comments on the Jets and Giants and why they're struggling again. Whenever you're trying to match – GM with head coach, meaning one guy goes, one guy stays, another guy comes in, has to deal with the incumbent who always is going to want to, you know, protect his turf, the new GM or new coach, or however however that goes, you know, sees things in their way. Naturally, there's going to be some bias about how things were done previous to that new person coming in. And yeah, it's hard to build a solid foundation and grow from there. You're right. And that's why I've always believed the best way to go about resetting an organization is to reset it from the ground up, meaning GM coach tethered together. They obviously come in with a shared vision. You grow from there, and you hopefully are able to develop some kind of continuity. All right, that's uh, Lewis Riddick. Go ahead, Gordon, celebrate. Baby, we got it done. Got the job done. Yankees win it 6-2 over the Blue Jays, so now a two-game lead over the Red Sox and Mariners, three over the Jays, who that is just a horrendous loss for Toronto. Your ace on the mound, a 2-1 lead at home. I know it's only 2-1, but at that point, you get the big hit from your, your probably MVP runner-up. You got your Cy Young on the mound, and you're not able to, to, to get the job done. It would be one thing if they went to the bullpen and blew it, but the fact that it was Robbie Ray who just kind of imploded, just melted down. And for all the people I heard in the media talking about Garrett Cole, and rightfully so, he did not get the job done yesterday, I want to hear him ripping Robbie Ray the same way tonight. Yeah, well, I did. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. But other people, you know. I did because, I mean, that you know, especially after what happened to Cole last night. Right. You needed to – that's even more of a reason for you to step up. You know how badly your your team needed this game. Right. You can't give up. First of all, okay, everybody makes a mistake. Nobody I, – I get it. How are you going to throw the same pitch? It was almost the same pitch he threw the judge the first time he hit the home run. And they weren't cheapies. No. <laughs> they were no. not wall scrapers. No, some of the some of the couple of those balls need passports. Yes, yeah, <laughs> they're still they should be landing any moment. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's interesting what Lewis Riddick said, and Gordon. I think this goes back to what you're saying. And finally, the Jets are in a situation where at least now the kind of where at least now the head coach and the, this is the general manager's head coach, and this is you know the general manager and head coach's quarterback. So now this you have some synergy there. This is what we're talking about with the Giants, and this may be what they have to face uh, coming up next when they have to make that next move. But once again, it's not whoever the GM's going to be. It's not going to be his uh, quarterback, and it might not be his head coach. We'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, I mean, look, I, we, we brought, I brought it up the other day. Right now, at this point, Joe Judge has the exact same record as Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer got fired after two years. Yeah, And if, and if this is the way it's going to go – and if you lose on Sunday to the Saints, it's kind of hard to envision a way that it's not going to be five. Five wins might be the might be the <laughs> the ceiling, not the floor. Yeah, right. So I, I think that it's very possible. I think that you, if it's going to be another five win season, it has not worked. It's time to start over. And and I do think that I don't think that the Giants ownership can go in with any preconceived notions of well, we're not going to do. You have to go and find the person who you know is going to get the job done here. And if they have decisions that they feel are necessary that you might not necessarily agree with, 
you got to give them the leeway with this with this team now to to if they feel like it got to be blown up, blow it up and start it over, and and and, and at least you'll know maybe there's some hope at the end of the uh, at the end of the tunnel. I agree. Kyle's in Jersey. Hey, Kyle, you're next on 98.7. Hi, can you guys hear me? We can. Hello? Yeah, Kyle, yeah, go ahead, buddy. We got you. All right, thanks, guys. I just want to talk about the Yankees real quick. I'm really glad they won this series, but i got to be honest, making the playoffs is not going to help this team because the way I see it, Boone is the problem. I mean, after last year, everyone was calling for his head. I mean, the Yankees were so streaky last year, and – it just blew up against the Rays. And they've, there are times this year where I've been watching a game and I've had nothing better to do, and then I just turn off because how crappy the Yankees have played. I mean, why are you, you God, what are, are you talking about? about? They just won seven in a row. They just came back tonight 2-1 down against the, the American League Cy Young to win a game on the road. They're almost certainly going to the playoffs. I mean, what, I mean what are, yeah, but, turning it off. I mean, they've gotten off the mat. What was this like? In, like in July or August, they were so terrible. Right. Well, I mean, look, every team cool. goes through some bad streaks. I, I'm not telling you the Yankees are going to win the World Series, but look, if the only way you're going to enjoy watching baseball is if your team wins the World Series, then it's not the sport for you. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that winning the World Series is going to be every year, and I know that's not going to be every year. But you remember after 2020 how bad it was, and I like it's bad every I time like you lose. Every time you look, trust me, Kyle, I've, I've been watching the Yankees for 40 years. Anytime the season ends in the playoffs against the team that, you know, is, is obviously advancing past you, it always hurts. It always stinks. It's, if, if, what's the old line from uh, the, the, the movie Cocktail? If it, wasn't, uh, if it didn't end badly, it wouldn't end? Yeah, yeah. every time it ends, it, it, it ends badly. Of course, it's going to sting when you, when you get knocked out of the playoffs. But I, I don't know, man. I, I've been enjoying watching the Yankees. I enjoy watching them win, and they've been doing a lot of winning lately. So uh, I'm not telling you that they're going to advance past the, the wild like, card game. But month. if you can't enjoy this right now, I don't know what to I tell am you. I'm enjoying it this now, but I feel like the same thing's going to happen that happened in 2020, where it's just going to show up again that well, the managerial part is going to ruin this team. Take it this way, Kyle. Look wow. at it this way. And thanks for the phone call. Look, take it from me, Kyle. You've got meaningful games right. in October. It's, it's right. October tomorrow. You've got meaningful games. You're sitting here. I'm sitting here, and listen, I'm a Met fan. I'm shaking my head at you. I would love to have oh my meaningful games right now that I would be looking at. I would love to be talking about – I would love to be saying, hey, Gordon, the Mets didn't do like Boston. We beat right. the Marlins tonight. We needed this game. If we were not there, we showed them. I have no meaningful games to watch. Kyle, I get it. That was last year. But listen, it doesn't ha- doesn't mean it's going to be this year. R- enjoy it while you got it. Right. And look, it could enjoy turn it out. Now. Yeah, it could turn out that the manager blows it or the team blows it or or something bad happens that they don't make it out of the wild card game. And, and we can – and when that happens, we'll, we'll run it down and point out all the flaws. But at least for the moment – Let's not let's not doom scroll and, and make it out like it's already been decided or any, I mean <laughs> Kyle's explaining to you how tough it's Larry's team is like living in a shack and Kyle is complaining his koi pond isn't running properly you know what I mean like it's exactly. like what are you talking about buddy no, I'm sitting here. I'm listening. To, I'm shaking my head. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. My you third fridge games. in the basement is not running properly at the right temperature, and my beer is getting slightly more warm than I would like it. This beer tap is uh, too much froth, Larry. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's incredible. I mean, and listen, even if even if you even if you're frustrated, the, the Yankees couldn't do anything with Toronto in a month or two ago. Right? They come in and when they needed games, they almost swept them. Yeah, almost swept them. They fought back last night. I mean, a game that they looked like they and earlier this year, a game they would have been absolutely dead in. And, and they came back and they lost by a run, showed some fight, lost the game tonight, down against the American League Cy Young. Home run, I mean, home run, home run. I mean. I mean this is not the night. Maybe last no, night. No. Maybe last night. Not tonight. Not My tonight. pizza oven is not firing properly, Larry. Not acceptable. Oh. The hot tub is slightly too cold. Unbelievable. It's incredible. <laughs> he needs to be, he needs to walk in my shoes for a week. Right. A week. <laughs> Just a week.
It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Talking to you at 1-800-919-3776 until midnight. Going to head back to the phone. Shelton is in Riverdale. Shelton, you're next on 98.7. Yeah, hi. How are you? Good, Shelton. Hey, What's up? Uh, two quick things. One, this idea that the general manager and the coach have to be hired together. I mean, I think that these experts, these sportscasters talk about this. They have to be on the same page. And how many times have we seen them get hired together and teams fail? Isn't it possible that it's really the talent of each that matters? So a good example is when the Giants were, were down, they got rid of Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin hadn't proved himself to be an extremely good coach. That was just not a smart move. Well, I mean, look, uh, in hindsight, clearly that was uh, that was a mistake, and uh, that's probably one that they would like to have back at the time. Uh, I know that they had the Super Bowl runs. They didn't have a whole lot of success outside of those. Tom was getting a little older. So uh, did I have a, a huge problem with them at the time moving on? The problem was the people that they hired after that. Uh, it was a disaster from jump. And, 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 again, that's another one that goes against the Giants' ownership in that you know, McAdoo was a guy that they oh. they tabbed, you know, like that was their hand-picked successor. Like as soon as he came in the door, we all kind of knew he's going to be the guy that takes over at some point. And that, oh, my God, <laughs> at least he had one year of success, and that blew up pretty fast. But considering the way things have gone since he left, woof, yikes. Sheldon, you make an interesting right, let point. Let me ask you a Jets, yeah, go ahead. A Jets question. Do yeah. you think if Sam Darnold was on the Jets this year with an improved offensive line and some better weapons, he'd be performing better than Zach Wilson? Did they get rid of him too quickly? Well, uh, go ahead, Gordon. I'll follow Yeah, you. I think he'd be performing better than Zach Wilson, clearly, but would he be what he's doing in Carolina? No. I, I think it was time for a break, and I think that the, the moving to Carolina was the best thing for Darnold. Only time will tell if it's the best thing for the Jets. Um but this is Joe. I mean, it's Joe Douglas's team now. He can't, yep. you know. You have to believe in the people that you pick. And now he has the quarterback. He's got the coach. It's on him to get this turned around. But I don't think that if Darnold were here, you he would be getting the same thing. That I think it would largely look the same way that the Jets have looked so far. I think he would be better than Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's not been good, but he's a rookie playing with not a very talented team. Uh, but would he be playing like he is in, in Carolina? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Thanks well, for the call, Sheldon. And, yeah. and here's the and here's the bottom line, Gordon. I mean, Zach Wilson's been sacked what sixteen times. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I don't even really. So, so is the offensive line really improved? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem that way. It doesn't I know, seem that you way. Know, you know, you see some of these metrics and some of these analytics about their 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 run blocking grades. I'm watching the games, man. It's not like they're they're churning up a bunch of yards on the ground. If they were, no. that would be a huge help to Zach Wilson. It would be. A huge help. Yeah, we'll hear from uh, his offensive coordinator talking about uh, some of the things that he viewed when he looked at the video. But he, he, here's a very simple thing, Gordon, for me. And it's really, you know, I mean, I hear what he's saying, but you're comparing a fourth-year quarterback to a rookie. Right, a guy who's played three games. Yeah, on the Jets, so, no less. On the Jets. Uh, but but just look, look at Carolina. Look at how different Darnold was when McCaffrey was in the game mm -hmm. and look how different Darnold was when McCaffrey left the game. Yeah, okay. and, and also keep in mind, look at the teams that Carolina has played so far. Yeah. Let's see what happens when they, you know, even if you watch those games, yeah. you watch the Jet game. I don't think that Sam Darnold had some, I, I've said this since then, he didn't have some lights out. Now, the numbers look great because he mm -hmm. was able to add to some of those numbers over the total. And then the last game that they played against uh, against Houston, he wasn't great then either. No, now the, he wasn't. the Houston Texans are terrible. So let's see when they, they'll stay, take a step up in class and if Sam Darnold is going to, he really couldn't ask for a much better situation to go to. He has tons no. of talent around him, a good offensive coordinator, good coach, all these type of things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I know there's going to be a lot of revisionist history. The Jets got rid of Sam too soon. We saw three years of Sam, and there was no indication that he was going to do this here. So, No, and, and, and you know what? Carolina's got a pretty good defense. It's a little better than a lot of people thought it was. Yep. Absolutely. And it's their offensive line has been better, I think, yes. than, than what a lot of people – it's better than what I thought it was going to be. So Yes. And the other thing, going back to Sheldon's comments about Tom Coughlin, you know what, Gordon, to be honest with you, when Odell Beckham Jr. came, there was a little, you know, a little friction between yes. him and Coughlin. Yep. And, that, and, and once again, I think the Giants chose the player over the coach. 
Yeah, I mean, look, you know, Coughlin is a, is a great giant coach, clearly, because he, he won the two Super Bowls. But outside of those years, they didn't have they, they a, struggled. you know, they struggled. Yeah, they struggled. And listen, even the last Super Bowl when they won, right. you know, they didn't get off to the good. They won, what, nine and seven? Right. You know, so they weren't exactly, you know. You know, after that Super Bowl with Tom Coughlin, he coached four more years. They had one winning season, and that winning season was nine and seven. Exactly. They went nine and seven, seven and nine, six and ten, six and ten. Yeah. So you know, so so that said, you know what they say? Well, <laughs> they're tired of listening to him. He's lost the room. Right. Blah blah right. blah 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 now, blah, look, blah blah blah. Seven and nine, they'd be giving, they'd be building a statue for Joe Judge outside <laughs> MetLife right now. But seven and nine, six and ten, six and ten is not that. That'll get you fired. Even even as yeah. Tom Coppel, that'll get you. I mean, he was near seventy. Sure. That, that's going to get you fired. It is. It is. Uh, but look, I'm. Looks like Cincinnati's about to, yeah, Cincinnati's one uh, extra point away from tying this game with 859 left. If the Jaguars blow this one, oh my God. I mean, I, I saw, I, I haven't been really watching it that closely because I've been looking at stuff with the Yankees, but of course. Um, they had uh, a pass on the sidelines. Urban Meyer looks like he's surprised when they complete a pass. He's like, oh my God, we got it. It's like when your mom is watching the game with you and like, oh my God, they caught the ball. Oh, fantastic. He's been the biggest cheerleader for Trevor Lawrence pumping oh his fists on the sidelines. Oh, my God. I mean, you know? it's a bad sign when the reports are that Trevor Lawrence is handling the situation there better than the coach is handling the situation there. That's not. Well, because the coach is used to controlling situations in college. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. He controls the media. They control it. You know, they they have power. And he's, you know, this is the National Football League. It's the, a little different. The, the funniest thing was when he was talking to Vic Fangio last week, and he's like, you know what? All these teams are like Alabama. So then I'm thinking to myself, like, is Vic Fangio, so, like, does he know Vic Fangio for years? And, like, he was just kind of confiding in a friend and the microphone's called. That was the first time he's ever met Vic Fangio. He didn't know him at all. He's just he's just talking off the, the top of his head yeah. about how everybody in the NFL is really good. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Vic but, Fangio saying, "Yeah, I know that. I've been here for a few years." Listen, and I'm just getting my head coaching job. Right. <laughs> I've right. been here forever, and I'm just getting this opportunity here. And I, and and they're ready to run me out of town. Right. And if Vegas I don't win has him as the sixth like most likely coach to get fired. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's crazy. After week, and they're undefeated. They're undefeated. <laughs> Get this guy out of here. So, oh man, it's crazy. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Thursday night edition of the show. Chilling with you at 1-800-919-3776. Gordon ecstatic tonight. Oh, he is so happy. I, I love good. hearing Gordon like this. Yeah, I love feeling good. Like can't can't deny it, Larry. It's a, it's a nice night. It is, and, and I may spoil it. Uh-oh. With the question I'm going to ask you. Oh, no. Because I don't want you to be irritated. All right. <laughs> you got to do it. You got to do it. You know? Well, I don't have to do it. Well, I, can, I can make it wait for another night. When you No, know? I mean, look. <laughs> You never know what I mean. If 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 the world has taught us anything, you don't know what tomorrow brings. You may this you gotta sure. you gotta fire it today. You know this is for sure. All right, we will get to the calls in a second, Gordon. You know, in the game tonight, uh, Aroldis Chapman picked up his one thousandth career strikeout. Okay, is he a Hall of Famer? No, no, I don't think so. Closers are for for me. Closers are very very difficult to put in the Hall of Fame. Like. There's not many, uh, and maybe it's because I lived with Mariano for as long. Like, I have I have problems with some of the closes they put. You know, Trevor Hoffman, I know he's got a ton of saves. Should not be in the Hall of Fame. Should not be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> should not be in no, the Hall of Fame. No, of course not. He so, blew a bunch of games. No, a bunch of games. And Chapman's <laughs> blown a bunch of games, so uh, I would say no. And, um, you know, it kind of depends on what you think the Hall should be. Like, mm-hmm. for me, I like a small hall. I like it to be very, very strict and only the best. Only the best of the best. I don't want well, the very That ship has good. sailed, my friend. Right. I know it has. <laughs> but now there's this kind of this movement towards it's more of a museum. It's more about, mm-hmm. you know, teaching about the game. Even then, I don't think he belongs in the Hall of Fame. No. No. I was just curious because, yeah. I mean, there's only 13 relievers who have ever gotten 1,000 strikeouts. Right. Oh, well, look, he's got a ton of them. I, does, I th- you know, the guy I think that deserves it probably more than him would be Billy Wagner. Mm-hmm. I thought I Billy Wagner was an excellent closer. He was. He really was. 
He was. And I, don't e- I don't even know if I had a vote. I would. I would definitely put him in, but he would be a lot closer for me than than uh, than Chapman. Yes, I hear you. I hear you. you know, Chapman's got a ring. A couple more Chapman's outings like this, I might be thousand. putting Michael King in the in the Hall of Fame. I love that Michael King man. Bring him in. I don't mind him. And you know what? I'm telling you, Gordon. You. He he and Severino. Yeah, that's a big that's a big one too, right? Huge. That's a huge addition. If the, if huge. those two guys are going to pitch like this, it's huge for you. And and I'm telling you, I don't know what I don't know what the Booney and his boys are going to talk about, but if you got to pitch Cole in the in the in the wild card game, mm-hmm. all I hands give, on listen, deck. I mean, I I wouldn't have a problem with Severino going, you know. As part of either mm-hmm. whoever you start to bring him, bring him in, or you know, put him in long relief if you have to, in, on the short lease in game one, I have no problem with him the way he's pitched. And it was not that long ago we're saying, you know, who can you trust out of that Yankee bullpen right now? You know, yeah. especially when when Loisega went down, you're like, oh my mm-hmm. god, who are we gonna trust? Now all of a sudden it's like you got an embarrassment of riches. You got Holmes. You got you got you got King. You got Severino. Um, I mean, all of a sudden you got a Loisiga's bunch of guys. back. Loisiga's back, right? I mean, he looked electric the other night. Um, he did. So, and Chad yeah. Green pitched. Chad he's, Green he's pitched with some much rest, better. starting yeah. to pitch, pitch a little better. <laughs> the only problem with Chad Green is when he makes a mistake, it's gone. It's it's gone, right? It's I mean, gone. it's it's it, it, ta- it, it takes that that long time flight uh, to the outfield because it is it's gone in a hurry and it goes yeah. a long way. So. Uh, but no, he ha- you're right. He has been, and 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 in fairness, so is Chapman. So mm-hmm. hopefully, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a bunch of guys that you can rely on. And if you can, if that bullpen can shut down this lineup, the Blue Jays lineup, like they did pretty much tonight, yeah, um, that's a pretty good sign. No question about it. No question about it. Buddha's in the Bronx. He's next on ninety-eight-seven. Hey, Buddha. My guys, what's going on, Buddha? You know, um, Uncle Spike, man, he always has some kind words. I mean, you know, I, lo- I love that man. You know, the sports radio family, you know, hosts and, and, and callers, I mean a lot. You don't even know how many times somebody might be going through something, family stuff, work stuff, you know, whatever the case may be. But when you call on these shows, you got your special hosts, and you got your people that you call and you talk and chop it up about sports. It makes you feel good. It's something to look forward to, man. So, you know, like Spike, Mark. Chris Manhattan, my brother Trey, my big cousin Brucey, <laughs> you know Val from Brook, Val from the BX. You guys, you guys all mean a lot, man. And you're very worthy and very intelligent sports fans. You bring a lot of passion. You guys are awesome, and I love you all. You know, listen, man. Now on to the Jets. Side. <laughs> <laughs> now that we got the love out of the way, listen. Joe Douglas. Listen. Listen, no, 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 I'm not even going there. I, I've had my Joe Douglas fix with Chris earlier. I, I can't. I, I love Chris to death, but I can't win. But um, <laughs> listen, you know, you know I, I said to you on the tweet earlier, I was like, which is more annoying, you know, the Kyrie privacy discussions or, or the Jets coaches, you know, explaining to us why Mims is not going to play another week in a row. You know, listen, I respect Kyrie's stance, to be quite honest. I'm not trying to make fun of him as a human being or whatever he believes in his heart. I'm not trying to make fun of him at all. And you know what? I respect his stance, not only because everybody has their right to their own opinion and everything like that, but, I mean, you know, we got a vaccine out here. I'm vaccinated, but every time I keep hearing about how somebody's vaccinated and, and they're sick, I'm wondering how the NBA or whatever sports league is going to handle that. You know, you're still going to miss games either way. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you know, Ed O.G. had a song with DJ Premier. I forgot the name of it, man. But, he, you know, he had a saying. He, he used that line. You've heard it before. He says, hard work beats town, and town ain't working hard. And I'm listening to these talk about how the Sixers need to explore a trade between Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. And I'm telling you something right now. As a Sixers fan, since I was thinking, you know, my aunt, she used to have a, a little hairdressing spot down there. I used to spend the summers with her down there. I'm talking about since about, like, 80, 81, I've been a Sixers fan. If they, forget about made the trade, if they entertain something like that, never mind. you know, I hear all this time about how Daryl Morey was a good GM. Mm-hmm. The same stuff like with Joe Douglas. You know, this guy was a good GM, all this different stuff. I mean, is this man crazy or something? You got some dude, you got a malcontent 
on your kid right now that you're trying to get rid of. So the plan is I want to get rid of a malcontent to bring another one in? Yeah, but he wants the ball in the fourth quarter. (laughs) Oh, please. The man is telling people he might not show up. I know. (laughs) Like, if you trade him, he might not – he might retire. Does Mm -hmm. somebody need to – look, I don't know what the hell went on down there in Philly, but I'm telling you something, and this is very – you know, this hurts me to say this, man. This hurts me to say this. But when I look at the Sixers now, I feel like that window – of opportunity, the process, whatever you call, want to call it. Like, I feel like it's over, man. Wow. I mean, we know that Embiid is one of those dudes that he's, uh, you know, a jump and step on somebody's foot away from, you know, not being the same player that he is right now. Yeah. So, you know, they had a deal for C.J. McCollum that Portland was willing to make. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at, 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 at like, you know, you know how a lot of times you got a player or something, a girl, whatever it is in your life. You're like, I love this person for what they could be, what mm-hmm. I can make them. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you got to sit back and say, is it what I can make them or what they are? You're not, first of all, your stupid behinds gave this dude a max contract before he established that you know he could be a winning player. Forget about like you know he he's six foot ten. He can dribble. He can play defense. What have you won with him? Absolutely nothing. So you think he's too? You know you're too good to take a player like C.J. McCullough. Like what do you think you're gonna get? This man is playing us right now. You understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. He's making it to a point where. You know, you're going to have to – You now the C.J. McCollum, you might not even get him. I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand. You know, Dr. J played there. Mm-hmm. Charles Barkley played there. Allen Iverson played there. Like, it's not that hard to figure out who's the kind of player who you could believe in, who you can pay money to. That's the Sixers, how they felt when they let Barkley go over there to Phoenix – and then he was in the NBA Finals mm-hmm. like the next year. They didn't win or nothing. But the whole point is you got to know what you got in front of you. Embiid's got about three or four more years left. You know he does. He's yeah. got a big-ass booty and thick bottom legs. <laughs> He's seven feet tall. Those kind of guys do not – their knees and feet don't yeah. hold up for 12 or 15 years. They don't. What in the world are they – Kyrie Irving, listen – you you cannot if, if you brought him to Philadelphia. First of all, he probably doesn't show up. But if he does show up, and I don't support this at all, this is I'm not saying I endorse it or nothing. You bring a guy like Kyrie Irving to Philadelphia, I can see uh, you want to talk about malice in the palace. I can see a fan coming out of the stands and mm. sucker punching him on the floor. Mm. He's not a Philadelphia personality. Oh. Like, what is going on in this world of sports, man? Well, it's 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 interesting, Buddha, and thanks for the phone call. And, Gordon, it, it speaks to uh, what teams are desperate to do to try to win. And, and if it were me, and I don't know what the deal was, but clearly I would have taken C.J. McCollum. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I think oh, Buddha's please. right. Like, that might be the best you do. Right, yes. I mean, the guy doesn't want to. The, the guy's not coming back to you. He's he's willing to sit out and and, and risk the money. Now it doesn't even. It, 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 they make it out like, well, you know what? He he. When the money starts disappearing, right? Like he starts losing money, he'll be here. The problem is, is their judgment is questionable because they've misread the situation the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like they right. didn't they didn't take the steps necessary. It was clear that he should not be back there next year with the way the last year ended. And they've misread the situation the entire way. So, and then the the, the comments from Embiid. To, hey, yeah. I don't know if you saw them. I did. But he was talking about uh, you know that our teams have always been built around Ben and his needs, and the situation's weird and it's disappointing. It's disrespectful. 
Um, so <laughs> just I when don't you want think, you here. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and then he said, well, I'm not the GM. I'm not the president. So it's above my pay. Well, I mean, it's pretty clear that that the team doesn't want him back either. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a mess. That's it an is. absolute mess. And and in terms of talent, I mean, Kyrie Irving, it was, you don't have to have oh. a conversation about his talent. He's as nope. talented as anybody. But could I mean, he's a malcontent in the place he wanted to go. I know. Isn't that scary? Could you imagine the place he doesn't want to go? How bad well, that's he why would he be. He may not go. Right. <laughs> I, I like. I think that if he did get traded, if the if the Nets ever were you know able to convince Durant to trade him for something, I think he would eventually show up. But he'd be doing all the same things that he's doing here. He's sure. hurt a lot. He takes some time off for this thing or that thing. Not tell the team. Not be maybe as emotionally invested in it as uh, as as a guy like him should be so and i and i could see what he's uh, uh, is saying about you know philadelphia not really i mean could you imagine philadelphia fans the first time he like takes off and doesn't tell the team about it oh would not be good that would be yeah that, that would go over great all of a sudden be ben simmons hey ben what's going on i mean you know how they feel about santa right exactly <laughs> exactly so if they do that to santa i can't imagine what they would do to Kyrie. As a matter of fact, speaking to Kyrie, and I'll share it with you when uh, we return, Gordon, he spoke to the New York, the owner of the Nets spoke to the New York Post today about Kyrie. We'll hear what he had to say and take your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Jet fans. If you're coming to Sunday's Jets versus Titans game at MetLife Stadium, please arrive early. Be at the gates at least one hour prior to kickoff to avoid lines. And before you get to the stadium, be sure to download your mobile tickets to your phone via the Jets app presented by Fubo Sportsbook. Fans should add tickets to their mobile wallets. For more information, visit nyjets.com slash mobile ticketing. Hardesty and Damer until midnight on 987 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Hey, Gordon, uh, before we get back to the calls, it looks like Cincinnati has a chance to uh, win this game. 21-yard field goal attempt is good. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and watch this one when we're not on the air. Um, Yes. It looks like, uh, I mean, this is, are are the Jaguars, we talk about, like, when are the Giants going to win a game? If the Jaguars couldn't win this game, 14-0 lead. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a tough one. And the kid missed the uh, uh, missed the extra point, missed the field goal earlier, uh, McPherson. So he came back and he made made up for it by getting it the win here. And they had a stat here: Joe Burrow in the in his first three games had six completions of twenty yards or more. Tonight he had seven in one game. Yeah. Well, I, the Jags are not a very good team. Uh, it doesn't seem like the Bengals in the games that I've seen that they trust their offensive line to protect Burrow long enough. So they've not been throwing that often, but when they have, that connection between him and Jamar Chase has certainly uh, has, has lived up to what they were hoping for. So, yeah, yeah look, maybe the Bengals are on a little bit of uh, an upswing here, right? Now yeah. getting some pleat pieces in place. So um, we'll see. Uh, but it's pretty clear the Jaguars are not very good. It's going to be a long season. It's going to be a long season. The, the, the Jaguars should almost be hoping that USC calls Urban Meyer, I feel like. <laughs> like maybe they can play some calls as Urban Meyer, like some crank calls as Urban Meyer and say, hey, call me back at this night and then leave Urban Meyer's number mm-hmm. and see if that works. Yeah. Or they can have a Peyton Manning call them and tell them to hire him back. Maybe. You know, since although, he's like hiring coaches. Although, yeah. Some t- yeah. some of the calls that he's placed for certain coaches, no, it's not. It's, yeah, I know. Did not work out that well for the team. No, great for the coach. Great for <laughs> well the coach. For the he's still cashing checks. <laughs> he's right. going to the mailbox every two weeks. Oh, it's here again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he gets ten percent <laughs> as <Yeah>. his agent. <laughs> he should. He should. So Joe Sy spoke to uh, the New York Post, and let me give the uh, Brian Lewis, who covers the Nets for them, and he's quoting the Nets owner. Quote, so Kyrie talks about it as sort of a personal choice issue, which I respect. But we all need to not forget that our goal, not forget our goal, period. Next sentence. What is our goal this year? What's our purpose this year? It's very, very clear. Win a championship. 
and the championship team needs to have everybody pulling in the same direction, still quoting the Nets owner. So I hope to see Kyrie play fully and win the championship together with everybody else, with all his teammates. That's the best outcome for everybody. End of quote. If they dock him, Gordon, 400K a game. Four hundred k a game. If that were me, Larry, I'd play four games and retire for life. (laughs) (laughs) I would listen. If that were me, I'd have long ago gotten my shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, but once again, it's his personal choice, Gordon. I get it, and and you know, do what you want to do. I get it, but you know, understand that there are consequences in this situation. That's all you have to understand. It's the yeah. way it goes. And look, the Nets have been hit by this, right? Durant had yeah. it. Um, yeah. So that's certainly – I get the feeling, and, and, and he said all the right things in the, in the statement. Mm-hmm. You get the, just the sense that the Nets are just they're, – they're, they're, they're done with – I mean, yeah. they're fed up with Kyrie. Like, they yes. just want him to – you know, like, what, 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 whose team are you on here? Like, can we, can we get all on the same page? And it just feels like he's a very difficult guy to get on the same page. So I, I think if it were up to the Nets – they might be willing to to move on, but unfortunately, it's not up to them. It's not up no. to Sean Marks. Nope. It's up to KD, and, That's and it. KD is he, he wants ready. to ride with Kyrie for now. Yeah, he wants to ride with his guy. That's Tony's in Brooklyn. Hey, Tony, you're next on 98.7. Tony, Tony, call us back, Tony. Charlie's in Elmhurst. Hey, Charlie, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry Gordon. Uh, what's up, my guys? What's going on? Sorry. Also, um, Larry Gordon, this uh, mammoth thing going by the Yankees because I don't want to deal with the uh, – they're talking to broadcast. They're like three-way, four-way time. I don't want to deal with that nonsense. And this is a gigantic win. And early on setting the tone, this uh, – it was this, – this, now this will happen as – uh, it, it's set up for this weekend for Yankees. Uh, you don't have to go for a sweep. All you have to do is, um, hey, two games, you uh, host, a, you host a, the game in Yankee Stadium next Tuesday. So uh, I know I, I was on, I was on, while well, I was talking to Jake, uh, the guy said, what is that? Uh, I don't know, while I was talking to Jake, the guy was complaining about the Yankees, all disappointed, blah, blah, blah. What's happened has happened. So, um, I mean, right now you got to limit the nut right now. So all I'm on is just get in and and let's get into the dance. And I want I want to talk about this like uh, most important thing to talk about is Aaron Judge. Um, this season, this team has found a way to keep keep him on the field and find a way to like you know, I mean, the way to keep him on the field the whole season. And and. I mean, we know he's on the field. He's one of the best players in the game. Probably, probably he's going to finish top five in MVP. You saw that two bombs and right field. That that, that playing right field, I got to tell you, if that if that won't pass by, it's probably inside Parker, and that's how big that uh, play that was. So uh, if I had to like keep him, like do, uh, make a choice, you got to keep you got to keep Judge long term. But that's an off season or another day. But. But I will so say this, Charlie. I will say this, and thanks for the phone call. You're right, and and but it's something you know. The only question about Aaron Judge is his health. You know what he gives you. He's a plus outfielder. He's a great offensive player. He hits with power. His average is pretty good, considering there's so many people who got those amount of home runs who are sitting in the two twenties. I mean, he's 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 a he's all Gordon. He's a four plus tool player. Absolutely. I mean. We've said it all year, right? Like the the question with him is games played. If he plays games, he's going to put up numbers. And 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 look, the numbers he's put up this year, uh, they've been spectacular. I mean, he has been the engine of the offense. Uh, Stanton has been fantastic at times, and overall the numbers are excellent. But they were, I mean, he's a streaky player overall. Judge has been the steadying force of this offense throughout the course of the season. So no, I mean. I think everybody knows how good Aaron Judge is. It's just a question of whether you can keep him healthy. And this year, the Yankees have, and he has. So that's that's huge. Omar is in Brooklyn. He's next on ninety eight. Hey, you? oh, how are you? Oh, hello, how are you? Two calls in one week. You you were very quiet for you were like in hibernation for a long time, and now the Knicks are right around the corner, and Omar is back. <laughs> listen, let let's be clear. You know, like uh, how much. Uh, 
I love Brooklyn Nets. You know that, right? <laughs> so uh, uh, the thing is, I got to talk about Brooklyn Nets uh, only Kari having for the reason. First, you have to understand why we are talking about Brooklyn Nets and they are in the media talk is because Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant is in Brooklyn Nets and James Harden. But what Brooklyn Nets are, they are because Kyrie Irving told Kevin Durant to come to Brooklyn Nets. So if there is a distraction, but why they are getting the limelight, why they are a championship kind of a team, you have to give credit that he is the reason that Kevin Durant is here. All right? Otherwise, Kevin Durant would have been somewhere else. So the Kyrie Irving, if you are a distraction for Brooklyn Nets, you are nobody. There is no fan base. If the national media wants to entertain Brooklyn Nets because they are a championship caliber team, it is because of Kyrie Irving. Secondly, so he get a he get a he he get a break there. Secondly, uh, we don't know that what uh, closed door. Do you ever think Gordon in deep mind that he is? taking that $400,000 every game out, and he's on the I can guarantee you that money on it, that Kyrie Irving will be vaccinated in this season. So anybody that is a little bit realistic knows that Kyrie Irving is going to get vaccinated. So this talk media for just because you guys are close and NBA season and so this is all baloney that the people that are sitting in their bedroom and have nothing to talk about and want to do negative press, they are doing that negative press to Kyrie Irving. He never said in a statement that he will never be vaccinated. And what can you come here and talk about New York law that a traveler that is coming here can play in a place, uh, Madison Steel Garden, but the people that live in New York City cannot play there. Uh, that is we've, we've officially gone that across the Omar line. We've crossed the Rubicon of the Omar line. And, and uh, look, um, I, I agree with you. I think he will. Pro- he loves to draw attention to himself, and this is like the perfect storm where he can throw this out there and have everybody talk about him. And then the end of the day, well, yeah, of course I go. You know, I, you know, I came to my decision or whatnot. Or he finds some loophole or whatever. He'll play in the games. I don't think that he is going to sit out. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the games that would re- be required to sit out. I don't think that that's going to happen. Uh, so I don't know if he's going to get vaccinated. I don't know if he's going to find some loopholes so that he can still play despite it. But, uh, yeah, I think he's going to be out there. I agree. I, I, and I don't know. I, maybe he will get vaccinated. I mean, you know, he hasn't closed the door to it. He hasn't right. said he won't do it. So it's possible that he will. And, listen, Omar, we both said it. it, it it's crazy to think that, you know, people that's coming in here could play. But I would yeah, assume, Gordon – that they have to be tested before they come in. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they are. And I'm sure it has to do with the fact that these are the residents of the state right. as opposed to visitors of the state. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, look, there's a ton of things. We're not going down that rabbit hole. I mean, no, not at all. <laughs> we got, no, got enough not stuff to all. talk about. We don't need to go down there. No, not at all. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.